This is the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast with evangelist Adam Borden, brought to you by Wahoo Baptist Church in Murrayville, Georgia. We invite you to join us for this time of mining the unsearchable riches of God's Word. And now evangelist Adam Borden. Let's get into the message tonight. Genesis chapter number 26, beginning reading in verse number 12. I'd ask you to stand just for a moment to reverence the reading of God's Word. You pray for me now. As we uh, approach this scripture, Genesis chapter 26, verse 12, if you're there, say amen. Amen. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. And he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines, notice this, had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. Let's pray just for a moment. Lord Jesus, I thank you once again for the blessed privilege to stand in this spot. And Lord, with much gravity and fear, Father, I bow before you and ask you to help me. Fill me once again with your spirit. I thank you so much for the good singing. I thank you for the songs that lift our spirit and stir, Lord, the spirit within us. But right now, dear God, in preaching time, dear Lord, I pray that you'd unctionize me and help me and give me courage, Lord. Help me not to be afraid, but give me liberty, Father, to preach just exactly what you've laid on my heart. And I pray for that lost one tonight. Oh, God, once again, that lost one that breaks my heart that they have turned you away so far. I pray that tonight that they'd come into your welcoming arms and accept your free gift of salvation. Bless these good people. And Brother Wayne, Father, I pray that you bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated tonight. These verses give us a a snapshot into the life of one of the very familiar people that we find in the Old Testament, that is Isaac. Now, you Bible students know that Isaac is the son of promise unto Abraham and his wife Sarah. And Sarah was stricken with age when God told Abraham and Sarah that she would have a child, and yet Isaac was born. Isaac was a child of promise unto Abraham, and through his seed, the Holy Spirit would would guide and and give us the Jewish people, the the people of Israel that we so know today. And as we look through the life of Isaac, we notice in this passage, these verses of Scripture in Genesis chapter 26, that Isaac was a well digger. But his father before him, Abraham, was a well digger. And if we read on further, his son Jacob was a well digger. The well digging went deep into the family of Abraham and Isaac uh, came to this point in his life he was striving with and having difficulty with the people of the land of Gerar that is uh, to be interpreted sojourning a place of sojourning and so Isaac finds himself in a difficult situation but there's a history to this well that they are trying to reclaim and, and to bring back to its former self turn back over in Genesis chapter 21 and let's just look at a couple of things as far as the history of this account that we're reading tonight 
of chapter number 21 of Genesis, we find where Abraham had dug this well. Look at verse number 25. Abraham reproved Abimelech. There's that name again. It's an old foe that has, has surfaced once again. Because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. And Abimelech said, I wot not who hath done this thing. Neither didst I tell me, neither yet heard I of it but today. And Abraham took sheep. Now notice these words. He took sheep and oxen and gave them unto Abimelech and both of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What mean these seven ewe lambs which thou hast set by themselves? And he said, notice these words, For these seven ewe lambs shalt thou take of my hand that they may be a witness unto me uh, that I have digged this well. And there, wherefore he called that place Beersheba because there they swear both of them. The history of the well, Eli, that, that Isaac is in conflict over today is the same well that his daddy had conflict with. Abimelech, and, and what we read in those passages is the Philistines, the enemies of God, they stopped up the wells with earth. And we see in this history of this well, number one, that in verse 25, this was a stolen well. It was a stolen well. It was something that was taken, it said, and violently by force. In verse number 29, uh, I want you to see the transaction that took place here. Notice very simply, I, I love the Bible for many reasons. I, I love the words of God, but I love the math of God as well, Brother Jimmy. You know, those of you who study uh, uh, Bible numerology and the significance of biblical numbers, the king James Bible is the only Bible that Bible numerology works out in. Any other version, the numerology of God does not work out. But here we see some things where uh, the God's mighty hand and his mighty mind and his inspiration of the Holy Spirit has given us a picture of something that I want us to look at in verse number 29. Abraham comes to Abimelech with some sheep and some oxen. But I want you to notice what Abimelech said. He said to Abraham in verse number 28, he said, Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Now that number seven, we know, is divine, God's number of divine perfection. Seven ewe lambs. And it wasn't any accident that he used lambs. He didn't use the oxen. He set aside seven ewe lambs. And he set a, a divine perfection on a distinct price to pay for that well to prove that it was his well. Abraham said, I am giving you these seven new lambs, that seven, that divine perfection, these lambs, that distinct price, and I am giving them to you to prove that this is my well. And they agreed. I want you to notice this. They were sanctified. He said, Abimelech said, what are these seven that are set aside? They are set apart. They are sanctified, if you will, according to a specific purpose. I want you to know that these lambs were a specific price that was paid for this well. They were set aside. And in verse 30 and 31, there was a sworn ownership of these wells. And this well became known as Beersheba. Beersheba has a couple of different meanings. First of all, it means well of oaths. That word oath means a promise or a contract or a covenant. Remember they said they went into covenant. It's also known as the well of seven. The well of seven. There was a distinction about this well in Beersheba. And this well of Beersheba, as we look through the Old Testament, has a distinct place in the history of God's people. Now this particular well, in Nehemiah chapter 11, when the Hebrew children are coming out of captivity, Babylonian captivity, many of them stopped by and settled in Beersheba. Why? Because of the well 
that Abraham had dug. They came, those who had been captive came to the well. Genesis chapter 21, verse 14, the outcast, Hagar, as she's fleeing from the presence of Abraham, she received relief there at the well of Beersheba. There's relief at the well for the outcast. Genesis 46, 1, Jacob was comforted there by that well. In verse number 2 of that same chapter, he met God at that well. I want you to know that there's some, there's some significance about coming to the well. You can come if you're an outcast. You can come if you're out of a captivity. You can come if you need comfort. You can come to the well and meet God. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3, Elijah fleeing from that old wicked Jezebel. He stopped by the well of Beersheba to get some refreshment. I want you to know tonight that everything you need, no matter what your problem, is found in the well. Now the well had, had, had over time as we read in these verses had become stopped up. And Isaac came back over to chapter number 26 and he said, these are my daddy's wells. They're ours. They're mine. They're not yours. The wells that were stopped up by the enemies of God. I want you to notice what he did. Look in verse number, in chapter number 26 once again. And I want you to look there. It said there in verse number 18, and Isaac digged Again, the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. I want you to know tonight that Isaac went to great pains to call this well by the original name that his father had given them. I want you to know there's power in the original name. There's power in that well. There's power in that well. Listen, we don't need to dig any other kind of well or add anything to the well. We don't need to add anything to the well of God to make it better. He called it by the original name. He said, we're going back to the way it was. We're calling it by its original name. Jeremiah had not written it yet, but I think Isaac would have said amen when he said, stand ye in the way and see. Look for the old paths, wherein is the good way, and shall find rest for your soul. The old way is still the good way. I'm not ashamed to be an old-time Christian. I stand here tonight under the banner of old-time Christianity and old-time religion. I'm not interested in anything else. It was old-time religion that I got saved under. It was old-time religion that I grew up here and preached. It's old-time religion that has made a difference in my life. It's old-time religion that's changing my daughter's life. And it's coming from that same old well that I drank out of all those years ago and that my folks drank out of all those years ago and their folks drank out of all those years ago. That same well is giving good water. I don't need another well. I don't need to flavor it with no Kool-Aid to make it taste better. There ain't nothing better than well water. Amen? Now the well of Isaac and the well of Abraham and the well of Jacob were not drilled wells. They didn't back up a, a piece of machinery out there and, and lower that bit right down there and drill down into the ground. Now these wells were hand dug. And this was not some easy digging that was done. The Middle East in that region we know is a desert arid area. It's rocky. Their wilderness is not like our woods. Their wilderness is a rocky, hot, dry desert place. And so a well in the middle of a desert was a very valuable thing. The land was not worth anything. The, the hole in the ground was not what they were after, those herdsmen of Gerar, those Philistines. What about the hole in the ground? It's about the water. 
wasn't about the land. It wasn't about the hole in the ground. It was about the water. They wanted to stop up the water. Now Isaac's son Jacob dug a well. And we read about it in John chapter 4. Jesus told his disciples, I must needs go through Samaria. And his disciples said, Samaria, sir, are you sure? I must needs go through Samaria. He said, y'all go to town, buy some meat. And Jesus goes. And the Bible said, Jacob's well was there. And the very presence of God physically sat down on the side of Jacob's well. And he waited for that little lady. And she came. Now, in John chapter 3, Jesus had a conversation with Nicodemus, that great Pharisee. And Nicodemus said this, brother Wayne, he said, Now we know you, Rabbi, we know you this, and we know you that. And he couldn't comprehend what Jesus was telling him, that you must be born again. But one chapter later, he's with a loose woman, five times married, shacking up again. And this is not what she said. She didn't say, I know you. Jesus told her, if you only knew who I was. And he said, give me a drink. And she said, why would you ask me to give you something to drink? He said, whosoever drink of this water will thirst again. But I can give you water Amen. that you'll never thirst again. Amen. Ever. Amen. And she said, sounds good to me. I'll never have to come back to this stinking well when all the other women aren't here in the middle of the day. I'll never have to come back over here and draw this bucket out. I'll never have to draw any water up for people like you. Give me this water. He said, oh, no, no, no. It's not physical water. But it is a wellspring on the inside. Springing forth with living water. You see, what she was was just an empty hole. You know what all you were before Jesus came? An empty hole. Before Jesus came. See, that water doesn't get poured in from the top. Mm, it bubbles up from the bottom and fills up to the top. It's a wellspring of living water. And I was nothing but an old empty hole <laughs> before Jesus came and gave me water. Our prayer is that the Word of God has done a work in you today. For more information on the ministry of Evangelist Adam Borden, go to evangelistadamborden.com, spelled B-O-R-D-E-N, and click on the contact page, or you can call 615-785-5682. Join us next time as we find riches from the pages of God's Word with Evangelist Adam Borden.